everybody. Welcome back to the podcast of the Virtual Diary series. Um, This is episode 14, and I didn't know this, that uh, it's been some since September 16th, uh, 16th, 6th, speak Katie. <laughs> um, it's been since September 6th. Um, since I've made an episode and we're now on September 23rd and I feel like a lot of time has passed by but I feel like a lot of time hasn't passed by. Um, so I guess I'll give a mini update. Uh, it doesn't look or it doesn't appear to be that I'm going back to work next week um, like we thought and that is just because um, I think we my the salon owner that I'm working under, I think she just put in to get, like, the, um, application with the state, you know, for them to, like, accept the salon, um, I'm pretty sure at least. So, we are, um, waiting for the state's approval and et cetera, et cetera. Um, we are in the home stretch, though, um, I feel like the next couple weeks it might be a little chaotic. I'm not sure though. I haven't really uh, spoken to her much about like what needs to actually get done because that's not my end of the deal. That's her end of the deal. So I'm just going to be working for her. But that's where I'm at there. Um, I'll be honest. I think part of the reasons why I haven't really been making the podcast is because I'm still very much so on the fence of going back to work. And it has nothing to do with COVID. It honestly has to do with, I don't know if I want to do hair anymore. And, you know, there's the saying that you have, like, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Well, hair is definitely something I'm passionate for. I like all aspects of hair, um, especially colors. Colors are my favorite thing to do. Um... And I like interacting with my clients, but on a real level, for me, it's very tedious and redundant on, like, what you actually do. And I'm very excited for the salon that my um, friend is putting together because I think it's going to be amazing. Um, But with that, I am very much so, like, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm I'm just very unsure, I guess. And it's okay. I'm okay. I'm totally fine with being unsure. I just have felt like this month, especially I've just, I know like, um, if you're into astrology, you know that there's been some like retrograde that's happened slash the moon I think, positioned itself into Aries, which also deems a lot of change as well, Um, which change is good. We've talked about change before. If you haven't listened to that episode, go listen. Um, It's day three. Um, It's probably my most listened to podcast episode to date. And honestly, like I need to listen to it again because is it's just good. It's probably my favorite as far as like what I talked about and how everything transpired after that episode. Um, but lately I've been just trying to have that kind of internal conversation. And I've also had that conversation with family members and friends and just to try to figure out where my head is at, um, with work and everything, because 
it's weird. You know, we had the quarantine earlier this year and I felt totally fine. Like I didn't care that I was home. Like I ended up getting bored, but like I didn't care. Like I was just so happy and kind of same thing now. I'm still like, I'm totally fine with not working. It sucks though, because I do want to have extra money. So I'm definitely at a point where it's like, no, I want extra money. And I do, it's not that I don't want to work hard or anything like that. It's just, I want different things, I think. And hair has always been something that I've always been interested in. But now I'm getting to a point that maybe it's not what I want to do anymore. And that's okay. I'm totally okay with that. But it's actually doing it. That's the hard part. Um, Because of the way I left the previous salon and because of... uh, the stuff that transpired after, I feel really guilty for saying I want to not go back to work. Um, But I'm going to go back to work because I've been seeing a couple more clients for house calls um, in the last couple weeks. And I still do like doing hair. Honestly, I do. It's not that I don't like doing hair. I think it's just for me to fully love it, I think I want to be part-time. I don't think I could do it full-time again, just because it is a lot of strain on the body. Um, Anybody who knows hairdressing or is a waitress or anybody's service, like nurses, anybody really who's on their feet all day, every day, knows what I'm talking about as far as like the strain on the body. What makes hairdressing different, um, I would say servers are the most similar to hairdressers and that's just because of you know servers have to hold the trays in a certain way they have to um like carry food and drinks and etc etc and hairdressers we have to you know keep our arms up because we're cutting hair and then we're also blow drying so it does take and then you're also bending over to shampoo so it does take a toll on the body and I can say that um I think part-time is the best scenario for me. Um, So maybe that could happen future down the road. But I've also thought I have so many little, I would call them hobbies. But um, my friend, she was like, no, hobbies is like an overrated thing. It's like they're not hobbies, things that you just do. They're passions. They're things you actually enjoy to do. So I'm going to call them passions. Um... But I have things like that. Like, I really love to paint. Um, I really love to sometimes draw slash color in a coloring book. I love to crochet. Um, I really like to uh, do really anything crafty and, like, upcycle and things like that. Like, there's so many little projects that have been like, ooh, I need to do this. Ooh, I want to do that. I just haven't done them yet, and it's just because I want to be 100% sure before I just go and do something. Um, But that's kind of, like, I because I have so many little quote-unquote passions that I'm interested in, anytime I've thought about, like, what I want to do if I wasn't going to do hair, it's like I can't come up with a question or an answer because those things make me really happy, but I don't want to turn them into a job. I really don't. I like making it as a little just thing that I do on the side. And so I think I'm 
kind of coming to a point where I realized, you know, doing what you love is great and having the passion behind it is amazing because it does feel like you're never working. Um, but at the same time, because I've done that, I've also been to the point where I just don't want to go into work anymore. Like, I just don't want to be there. I don't want to, you know, do anything, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I would wake up and I would dread going into work. Like, that's kind of how it was. And mainly for that is because unless you have a complete full book in your day, you never know who you're going to get for a client. You know, walk-ins are a thing. Because of COVID, you do have to make an appointment before you can just walk in um, because we have to ask questions and et cetera, et cetera. But for the most part, you never know who you're going to see. And that's been difficult uh, for me because with anybody who knows this, you never know who you're going to get. Therefore, you never know what kind of personality you're going to get or where your personality needs to kind of fluctuate for that person, especially with hairdressing. Um, we're known as like mini therapists for a lot of people. Um, and so you have to almost morph your personality to fit everybody. Like when you have kids, you have to act a certain way. When you have elderly, you act a certain way. When you have the people in between, depending your relationship and how far they've been with you, there's it's a different level of personalness that you're giving up to a client. And I don't mind doing that. I'm actually very sociable in that sense. But it does give me some anxiety sometimes when I don't fully know a person and I don't know how they're going to act because I'm such a person that is very, I don't, I don't want to say meticulous, but like, because I don't even think that's like the context that I'm trying to say. Excuse me. Um, but it's just a lot. It's a, a lot to try to morph and it's very draining. There we go. Energy wise, it's very draining and I'm very critical and I'm very over analyzing everything I do. And I'm very worried because when you're doing somebody's hair, like hair for a lot of people is very personable. And if I go in and I mess it up, well, now they're going to be upset and they're going to feel like I've taken some sort of dignity or whatever away from them. And not that it's done on purpose, but it's very, it's a lot of pressure basically. And I've always strived to put really good quality out there. And sometimes I feel like there's some things that I've done where it's just like, oof, why did I do that? That's not what I wanted to do. And I feel super guilty basically for it. But I think I'm getting to a point where I'm realizing that maybe I need one of those desk mundane jobs that people don't really want to do because it's not fun. It's a different kind of stress. It's not their passion, so therefore they don't love it. But with those kind of jobs, you get a, you get a consistency with it. Like, um, for example, I have a friend um, who works as a receptionist. Um, for a company and she has a set amount of tasks that she has to do in a day 
Um, she can stay late if she wants to, but she always gets the weekends off. It's a Monday through Friday job. It's a certain time to a certain time type of job. And she loves it because she's able to do those things. But then in her off time, um, she's currently writing a book and that's what she's doing. And I think it's so great that like she's doing something that she's super passionate about, but she's almost doing this quote-unquote mundane kind of a job, but she loves her job. And for me, it's I'm thinking I'm getting to a point where that sounds like something that maybe I want to do. Something where, yeah, it's mundane, but I have a set schedule. I know what's expected of me. I know my daily tasks on what I have to get done and what I have to do. And I still get that free time that I have to spend with friends and family and, you know, having the weekends. Like, that's something that sounds so nice to me. Because if you know anything with hairdressing, it um, you usually have to work the weekends. Um, and I'm not talking full weekends, like most of the time, most salons are closed Sundays and Mondays because that's quote unquote, our hairdressers weekend. Um, when I used to work for, uh, the salon I worked at before, uh, not the one I left, the one before that, and I can't remember if I told you guys where it was, but it was, I think I told you, I think it was pennies. Um, Anyway, when I worked there, we were open seven days a week, which was cool because anybody who wanted to get in on a Sunday, Monday, because most salons were closed, we had those time slots available. So we ended up being really busy on those days. Um, but I think I've come to a point where I just want my weekends to be free. Um, I want a job where I can just, like, be there but like not have to like worry about all these extra things that come with hairdressing if that makes sense so we'll see what happens um it I've just I've been just kind of thinking about these things to myself and I think ultimately that's why I haven't been making podcasts is just because I've been trying to just figure out like where I want to go and what's going on um, also too, um, I ended up picking up, uh, a game and I've been gaming a lot in the last couple weeks and I've been loving it. Um, it's been a long time since I've gamed and so for me to get back into gaming is huge because I never looked at myself as being like a true gamer. Um, but I recently found a game that is very different. Um, it's called Factorio. Um, and so it's, it's 2D, meaning that the way you view the game, it's not like a 3D animation. It's only the 2D animation. Um, and what you're, you're on this alien planet and you have to, um, basically take the resources from the land and build these epic like transport belts and factory machine things to complete the goal. Um, there's several ways to play the game. 
I think currently I'm playing on default mode, which means that um, the task is just to build a rocket ship because you crash landed and now you're trying to get back home. So I've been playing that and I've been really enjoying it. Um, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. I haven't played it recently. I've been mainly watching um, Twitch live streams of people playing it. But it is, it's pretty, for me, it's very, I guess, it's very science, mathematic base. Um, but for me, it's also, like, it's putting things together. Like, I'm building something, but I had to, like, do all these steps to build it. So, even though it's a computer game, like, that idea of just taking the steps to build it is super fun. Um, and I think it's definitely something that I've been needing lately in my life of just, I need something to waste time, but also something that's giving me something in return, whether it's fun, whether it's like thinking about things in a more logical base or, you know, system base and et cetera, et cetera. Just because I've been so overthinking everything on the work end that I just needed something to just take my mind off of things and this game has been really great with that um but yeah I'm gonna leave it here um and hopefully I'll talk to you guys soon um I'm thinking I might read the book tomorrow um and hopefully finish it because I've just been getting like all those little signs for myself that like it's time to pick up the book again and read it um, I also have another book that I got. Um, I think I might have told you guys about um, a previous book that I read. But I got a couple books for October season. And I don't know if I told you guys about the last book. I, honestly, I can't remember. Um, but I finished that one and I recommend it. It's called Damsel. And it is by... Hold on, let me find it. It's called Damsel, and it's by El Elena K. Arnold. Um, it's a small novel. Um, it's, like, only 300 pages, I think. Um, but it's a very good book. Like, um, the way it was written in the beginning, I wasn't so sure if I would really like it. Um, there was a couple, the way she wrote it, because it's very old-timey, meaning... Um, like, the way the English is spoken is very different to how we would speak now. Um, I, it is a fantasy novel, um, because it talks, it has a dragon in it, and etc. But, I was kind of mad at the ending, but also not mad at the ending. It's one of those books that, like, you get so into it that when the end comes, it just feels super quick and you feel like you can see it coming. But then, like, once you get over the fact that you just ended the book and, like, really think about it, it's, like, it's totally one of those books that now I know I could actually reread it and kind of see the foreshadowing and see the clues better onto how the book ends, which I think is really cool. But the book that I got for after that book, it's called The Dark Descendant of Elizabeth Frankenstein. And it's by, um, I think it's Kirsten White. 
um, K-I-E-R-S-T-E-N, and then white. So I think, I'm pretty sure I said that right, Kirsten White, I think that's how. Um, this one's a more dark, I haven't fully got into it yet, um, I've read a little bit, like I read, uh, part one and like a couple little pages, um, but this is the book that I'm going to be start, uh, that I'm going to start reading here soon because I don't know when it comes to fall, it's like, I just want like a spooky story. One that's going to spook me out, but one that's not going to like give me nightmares in the heebie-jeebies because I don't like that. Um, so Damsel definitely was good. Um, and then The Dark Descendant of Elizabeth Frankenstein. Um, this one I'm a little bit more concerned about because, um, so I'll, I'll read one of the little bit of the synopsis. It says, but her new life comes at a price. As the years pass, Elizabeth's survival depends on managing Victor's dangerous temper and indulging his every whim, no matter how deprived, no matter how, yeah, I think it's depraved, D-E-P-R-A-V-E-D, because I can't read, <laughs> but it continues with, behind her blue eyes and sweet smile lies the calculating heart of a girl determined to stay alive, no matter the cost as the world she knows is consumed by darkness. Um, so, one of the reviews that's written, it says dark and chilling. Um, another one said that Mary Shelley would be proud. Um, so I'm very, I'm very excited, um, especially if it's supposed to be kind of like a dark twist to um, Elizabeth Frankenstein. Frankenstein. I'm so that's going to be my next book, and I'm going to read that along with um, the Buddhist book because I think because the Buddhist book is so spiritual and so, like, core essence of spirituality, it's very intense, and if you're not ready for that kind of stuff, it's very overwhelming, and I feel like I have, because I've been on this spiritual journey throughout this whole podcast um, that book has just been really hard for me to get through. And it's, it's also because I have a lot of other things going on in my mind. As you guys know, I have like 20,000 things going on in my mind at once. Um, but yeah, hopefully I'll give you another update here, maybe in a couple weeks. Um, I think I have an idea of what the next podcast will be. Um, I know I mentioned this last time about how, uh, I want to do a podcast with Tyler and, um, I think, I think we're getting really close to having that be able to happen. Um, so yeah. All right. Well, I will talk to you guys later. I hope you have a fantastic day and I'll see you next time. Bye guys.